1: tonight?
2: My neighbors, my downstairs neighbors decided this was the night to throw a house party, I think. Oh, yeah? So, can you hear me okay?
1: Yes, I can. I can still hear you. I don't hear them yet.
2: I have to ask you about the tech of of this because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to hear the movie as well.
1: (laughs) The commentaries over here are weird. I actually don't know. I mean, people seem to listen to them. I don't. No, I
2: listen to them.
1: Nobody has said that they've tried to, like, sync it up and watch the movie.
2: I've listened while I was at work, actually.
1: So I think uh, I've definitely—I don't even want to say I think—I have definitely had movie, you know, sounds sounds from the movie. Yeah. Bleed through on all the recordings, so yeah, usually but nothing I just
2: overwhelming.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just turn it down until I can't really hear it. Then I turn it up one more. This is okay. I, I, this We're flying by the seat of our pants here. This was a...
2: Uh... Hold on a second. Okay. I needed to grab the bottle of wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if so you're I, a drinker, you can't really do a commentary without your well, beverage.
2: I have to tell you, I had planned like, okay, I'll just have this one glass of wine. And so I poured my glass of wine and it was had let it, you know, it was been sitting here breathing and everything. And I just had a sip and I'm like... Damn, that's a good wine. I'm going to have a second glass of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was just a practice class. Yeah. I am drinking Arrogant Bastard uh, Depth Charge. I've never had it, but it's my big Christmas beer. And since mm-hmm. this is kind of the de facto Christmas show, like I I, I posted right. earlier in the Facebook group that I kind of forgot what where right. in time we are. This is probably the last show before Christmas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So... Welcome to the Psycho-Semanticast Christmas party.
0: Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse.
1: Sorry, Woo-hoo. I didn't say that. Holiday out. party. Yeah, the holiday party. Um, you have
2: to be all-inclusive. There are <laughs> that's, that is cause, true. Because uh, there's just so many holidays this time of year. Hanukkah's yeah. coming up next week.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you see that uh, Trump's uh, tweet on bitching about Obama having his Hanukkah party early sort of aged no. well since Trump had his Hanukkah party and Hanukkah's next week? No. <laughs> Yeah, like six years ago. He's like, oh, Obama wants to be on vacation. Can't. What's the deal with him having his Hanukkah party early? And Trump's Hanukkah party was something like last night or the night before as of this recording. Yeah. And yeah, Hanukkah's next week.
2: Right. The 13th when it starts.
1: So... Uh,
2: <laughs> of course I know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? All holidays and all lovers of this 1995 film... Uh, The only non-documentary style movie by Michael Moore, uh, Michigander of the United States. I think this is probably a clumsy beginning to a tradition of some sort of winter or appropriately chosen commentary for the Christmas show.
2: Well, this does take place partly in Niagara, New York, and Niagara Falls, New York, and uh... It's full of snow, and we're getting ready to get hit with snow tomorrow morning. Uh,
1: Anywho. Thank you for being willing very, very last minute to come back. And this is your first commentary, yeah?
2: Yes, it is. Yes. Out of Uh, my podcasting adventures, I have not had to do a commentary yet.
1: From an editing standpoint, I, I... They're fun anyway, but from an editing standpoint, I love them because you can't mess around in the middle you can, you can only mess around at the beginning and the end so mistakes more mistakes are forgiven and less right. work is required it's, right and i'm exactly. a lazy american i'm all about that
2: <laughs> think of it as efficiency <laughs>
1: There we go. Is there anything you want to say before we uh, get into the nuts and bolts of how we're going to do the commentary, you know, the countdown? I think you and I have the same version, but... um,
2: um Probably.
1: Uh, we'll take a uh, really short break here and maybe come in with a song or two and or a promo, and then we will be starting the movie if you are watching along, and if you're not, then... Just bear with us a couple more seconds and then we'll get into some Canadian bacon. Or Yum. as they say in Canada, <laughs> what, back bacon, I think is back, what ba- back bacon. Back bacon. So, for more fun factoids like that, stay tuned.
0: Hallelujah! Holy shit!
4: Where's the Tylenol?
1: There is no
4: spoon. Yes, there it is! Okay, okay. Can we just talk about the damn movie? Damn. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome. Chaps, could we possibly just talk about the movie? Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy Rider's cool. If you consider they're doing thousands of miles in the desert and they have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Oh, not to mention one of them. One of the tanks is full of money. I call bullshit. Okay, okay, can we just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive cinema discourse where podcast worlds collide.
0: Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life. Why not try? They
3: must be destroyed on sight.
0: The new Podcast Cure All,
1: sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we
0: have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of...
3: They must be destroyed on sight!
0: As needed,
1: and let the hosts... Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host Cure What Ails you.
2: Warning, may cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's edge, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening.
0: La, 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 la thanks for nothing. You down. Oh, you did. So generous, thanks for nothing. Never mind all the stuff that I bought for you—it was my pleasure, getting nothing back. Come next year, I'm getting you exactly what you got me—fucking nothing. See how you like it. I don't have much money, but I got you something nice. I messed up my car, didn't care about. The- The gifts that I thought you got for me, but there was nothing there. What a shock! Just torn of Christmas wrapping from all the gifts I bought. Thanks for all the effort to brighten up my Christmas. Thank you for the knife that you stabbed me in the back with. What a blessing! You're really something. Bye, la, 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 la. Thanks for nothing.
1: A great promo and/or song. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So when I press play on mine, the lion roars, and then I don't get
2: that. Nope.
1: Does your movie just start?
2: No, mine's Polygram.
1: Oh. And then it says Polygram with a red line. Yeah. A sparkly. It goes
2: right to the right. Goes right to Polygram.
1: And then Polygram Film Entertainment and Gold presents. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I'll just rewind a little bit. I've got it paused right at the very beginning of the polygram.
2: Sorry, I'm glad we checked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think... It didn't
2: occur to me that we wouldn't have the same edition, because I thought there was only one edition of this. Okay.
1: So you're at the beginning of the polygram thing? Polygram. Okay, okay. so we'll go three, two, one, go. And on go, we unpause does that countdown sound good to you on go? We unpause. Yeah. And we'll only be a couple seconds apart and who knows if we'll actually, or maybe, yeah, we
2: might actually be one (laughs) second apart or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, for
2: government work as my mother and father, my father who worked for the government would say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And depending on which intoxicants or whatever, either of us have imbibed, it might all come out in the wash.
3: Yeah. Sure. Um,
1: Michael Moore's Canadian Bacon about a unpopular president being talked into escalating a war to improve his popularity. And people in America getting whipped into xenophobic frenzy. Sounds familiar. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why. (laughs) A movie that's been on my list to do in some fashion. And thank you very much again, Vanessa. Stepping up to the plate last second. And uh, let's just...
2: Yeah, you, we had occurred we'd never talked about a comedy before.
1: <laughs> we hadn't. It, it, it is time. Need in to the, laugh if you little. don't laugh, you cry series. Exactly. On the Psycho-Semantic Podcast. And we get going in three, two, one, go. All
2: right. I'm seeing the nice red little line across the screen.
1: Yep. And then the sparkly thing. Gotta love the sparkly thing. Um so when did you first see this movie?
2: Oh jeez, this came out in what ninety-five did you say?
1: I believe it was ninety-five, yes.
2: Um probably within a year after. Mm. Pretty quickly because it was also uh John Candy's last movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it sounded interesting, and, you know, I was just kind of like, okay, whatever, and I went to my local video store when I was living in Cincinnati and saw it.
1: Oh, man. I can't. I think I I was probably a year or two later than you. I definitely uh, didn't know who Michael Moore was at the time. I didn't really... Uh, know who Michael Moore was until Bowling for Columbine.
2: See, I already had seen his um, some of his stuff that he had done,
1: like at this Roger point. and Me and that other that yeah. TV show he had for. Yeah, exactly. Awful Truth is that what it was called, or The Awful Truth?
2: I think that was a later series. Oh, okay, I, I'm I'm totally blanking on it. I have IMDb here, and I could open it.
1: The IMDb.
2: Um, but, um, so I was already a little TV nation,
1: TV nation. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, (laughs) if I didn't check, it was going to bug me. (laughs) Um, which by the way, like I said, I had to go check IMDB. I have, Friends who say that they can't, they have a hard time watching a movie with me because they have to have Vanessa commentary off or on. Because (laughs) if you don't specify, I'll sit there and I'll be like, there's such and such fact of blah, 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 (laughs) blah. Like, I've read way too much IMDb. (laughs) Oh, you know. So they're like, no, can we just watch this with the Vanessa commentary off?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The next time we watch it, we'll we'll watch it with Vanessa commentary. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so this this is buffalo right or have they crossed uh into...
2: buff well niagara falls niagara new york
1: falls area yeah so it's close or
2: I've... yeah it's
1: um which <laughs>
2: By the way buff uh, Niagara Falls is so much prettier on the Canada side <laughs> that's,
1: that's what I heard um, I I didn't have uh, at the by the point that I remember being at Niagara Falls I think we may have gone when I was little uh, with my family but my band went up. And did some shows in Buffalo, and I think we had one somewhere near I- Niagara Falls. But we went there, but I couldn't cross the border. So the Buffalo on the Niagara side was a little little dreary. I might have been uh, soured on it a little bit because a bird took my lunch. <laughs> and at that point in the tour, we were only eating once or twice a day at the most. Anyway. <laughs> uh. And the Niagara Falls birds were gangsta. just take your food <laughs> out of your hand.
2: Oh, no, absolutely.
1: <laughs> if, I think if I remember correctly, and I, maybe we'll see in this watching if we don't forget, and we very well might forget, but I don't think the president has ever given a name. I think he's just the president or Mr. President.
2: According to IMDB, he's just the president. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's never named.
1: I haven't. I haven't watched this since.
3: Uh...
2: Which it's perfect casting and having Alan Aldo play the president because he's such a just plain guy to some extent. I mean, mm-hmm. not that he doesn't stand out and have a certain presence because he does, but he's still kind of a very vanilla white bread guy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. generic.
1: He's a generic politician especially perfect
2: perfect Gary
1: he's, he's got the haircut um
2: well he and he play he can totally blend in he he plays it up
1: yeah yeah and oh he was such a scummy i not forget if he was uh a politician or an assistant in um what is that movie with Wesley Snipes uh Duncan Smoke and I I think we said on our on the last show that the three of us did together that we were probably going to do a Wesley Snipes movie. So I <laughs> was going through which ones smoke because it's Smoke's turn. Um, what he's going to pick? Oh
2: yeah. And there
1: was a Wesley Snipes investigating murder at the White House.
2: Yeah, I forget what that was.
1: So, uh, uh, murder at sixteen hundred, or
2: yeah, mur- murder at sixteen hundred.
1: Yeah. 1600. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was—he was like a vice president, or—he's—he's
2: uh... he's an advisor in that.
1: He's an advisor in that. Okay. Yeah. God, I haven't seen that since I like know. I still live with I my parents, I think. <laughs> oh, I love Rhea Perlman. I do too. Are she and Danny DeVito still married? Yeah. That's so cool.
2: They—they they separated for a while, um, and they got back together which, you know, kind of nice <laughs> to see that. Yeah,
1: you know, like it doesn't do anything to me, but it's I am I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Oh, when well, you <laughs> hear
2: about so many scummy relationships, especially lately, you know, in Hollywood. God. You know.
1: Speaking of our last conversation.
2: I I know exactly. Mm.
1: Right before we started talking, I saw, um, now there's some sort of accusation. that. Can,
2: can we pause the movie for a minute? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm having a sound issue.
1: Yes. Um, so I guess we'll just go like three, two, one, pause. Yeah. And then we'll do yes. It. Okay. Yes. Three, two, one, pause. Um, Sorry about that. No, that's fine. Uh, Three, (laughs) two, one, resume.
2: Oh, much better. (laughs) (laughs) Damn American. I gotta, I gotta speak my one language.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're already dealing with Canadian and American and we've got Canadians playing Americans in this movie. It's hard to keep it all straight.
2: And Americans playing
1: Canadians. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, because is is Stephen Wright a Mountie in this? I remember he's in this.
2: Stephen Wright? Yeah. 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 An American playing a Canadian. Yeah. Whereas John Candy is the Canadian playing American.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this was what? This wasn't the last one he made, but it was the last one that came out.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Because I think I remember Wagon's East was getting okay. Wagon's East got a lot of the John Candy's last movie.
2: Yeah, and that was the last one he filmed, right?
1: I never saw it. It didn't look good.
2: No, I I agree. I never I I had the same feeling on it.
1: (laughs) So I love that the. The weapons manufacturers going out of business so
2: and they're having like a, a an auction and a giveaway
1: yeah there's some rednecks presumable rednecks, and they take
2: and here they've been picking up these suicidal people including now one of them that's a, f- a friend of theirs old worker co-worker and he's just tried to kill himself and they're taking him to go get guns and like well, you know, basically missiles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this is America, goddammit.
2: For the record, I think that might be the only part of, uh, like, New York State is upstate, you know, that's, that g- gun crazy, That's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, I've, I've liked all the different parts of New York that I've been to. Um, so, yeah, and they're having the auction. Okay, and the this poor is...
2: one black guy. I mean, Grant's his friend, but he like fuck, totally fucks with him.
1: Yeah. Uh... And
2: everybody else looks at him like he's a criminal.
1: <laughs> <God>. Um...
3: <laughs> making a
2: statement. <laughs>
1: A mortar, mortar machine, or mortar, whatever those are called. Uh, I've yeah. <laughs>
2: established on more than one occasion that I do not know guns. I grew up in Alabama. I do not go know guns, though.
1: <laughs> I I know, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about guns, but there have been guns in my family, and I've shot guns, and I've read about them, because I think the first... Uh, thing I ever had to write a sort of debate sort of argument on in school was at some point in high school I wrote a paper about uh, the Brady Bill. Yeah. And that just sort of, it's always been an interest to me. You know, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan of them. Uh, I'll basically debate anybody on anything, any sort of gun that exists after the Second Amendment was, uh, was ratified. <laughs> <laughs> Everything after that is debatable. You can have a fucking musket and I, I won't question it, but I might, uh, <laughs> might want to have a discussion about why it, I don't know. It's, it's muddled. You know, I, I don't think everybody should lose their guns. I would like it, but I don't think that that should happen or whatever.
2: Well, no, I agree. Even though I was raised where I couldn't even have a water gun. Because my, like, my parents just didn't want that around me.
1: I got a bow and arrow every time I asked for a BB gun.
2: (laughs) I was given self-defense classes, though.
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) God, and you got the bazookas.
2: And then you bring in the president in the midst of all of this situation.
1: Shaking hands. Oh Riptorn's fucking awesome though.
2: Riptorn, man, he's great.
1: Might have to watch Beastmaster later. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just kind of weird um I mean we both uh, we have a little bit of an age difference, but we both really remember the the Cold War. Yes. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: The 80s and the... uh, It's really been interesting. The Reds. The the Reds Reds.
2: are coming for us.
1: Communism is trying to take over America. Well, not communism, just Russia. Um, (laughs) Well, not really. But um, I feel like... when it seemed like it was de escalating in the eighties, people brought the fever pitch up. But now usually if people bring up stuff about USA and Russia, it's like you're fucking crazy. Your tinfoil hat.
2: Yeah, well I I know. It's the the, the whole just reality of what generations went through with this whole arms race, but how it escalated in the eighties with Reagan, because yes, there's an age difference with us, but you seem with the way your parents raised you, like you were aware of, you know, more of like the news that of the times, you know, I mean, it, for, for us, it was always every every night. I mean, whenever we had dinner together as a family during the week, it was the 5.30, whatever report was, you know, with uh, Walter Cronkite and then, you know, with whom, whomever, I guess Dan Rather or whatever after that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that was the thing. You sat there and you watched. And it was – some of that stuff coming out was just scary,
1: Yeah, And
2: then once, you know, the Berlin wall came down and once all these different accord, you know, peace treaties and different accords were struck, you know, it really completely changed the landscape. And I think that it's interesting that like, I'll, it just seemed like it changed so quickly, mm-hmm. but that fear gripped people for so long. The Pink Menace.
1: Oh, that was another uh, communism sort of. Uh, you have you? You've probably seen Volunteers, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's another um, another movie where John Candy's character gets. Uh, well, no, never mind. We were talking about Russia, but this is about Canada. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, but it's still the premise of you have, you know, what happens when the arms are not needed anymore, and then all of a sudden you have the government. Okay. All these companies, the arms manufacturers, manufacturers are shut down. Or, well, we've got to think, figure out a new way to utilize their workforce, or where are the new arms contracts going to be needed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's
1: like um, I remember when I was about fifteen. I got the Dead Kennedys, uh, "Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death." CD, mm-hmm. and it has that one track. How uh, was it? Kinky sex makes the world go round. Yeah. Where, uh, he call uh, he pretends to be the the secretary of war at at the United States, calling the prime minister. I was like, wow, that's when I was fifteen. It blew my mind, but it's very logical stuff. You know, <laughs> the more you read about it.
2: yeah
1: sorry a little bit of a cold possibly coming on so the president's in bed and what he's starting to get worried that his uh
2: His approval rating is down, as usual. However, it's up after the assassination, quote-unquote, assassination attempt. <laughs> when in reality, it was just some dumbass who couldn't operate a bazooka. <laughs> and another dumbass stepping in the way. Like
1: <laughs> This movie is so pre-9-11.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that is the one thing that, I've watched I mean when I watched it since 9-11 you're like yeah never would happen now never would happen now
1: none of those I mean it's pretty uh I think the politics are still around I love that uh the general is uh general panzer and he's all about (laughs) blowing shit up and war but um like the message in it is relatively straight straightforward and very valid and what
2: well, true. I mean, look at how many presidents since the Cold War, you know, at at different points. Oh, their approval rating seems to kind. I mean, I'm not saying it's happened for sure. Okay, however,
1: there's <laughs> it just wouldn't,
2: it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me in some grand global conspiracy kind of way that our government <laughs> just manufactured a war to, for some stupid you know president's approval rating it wouldn't surprise me in the least
1: not uh, one bit uh <laughs> This was sort of written in, uh, what, coming out of Moore's frustration? I can't remember if it was. It
2: was uh, after the the first Gulf War.
1: Was it after the first Gulf War? I knew that there was some sort of presidential action that he basically was like, Jesus.
2: Yeah, it was after that he started writing it.
1: This was this was after Roger and me. I can't remember where that is. Yeah, this, this was back.
2: this was after Roger and me and his the TV series TV Nation was the year before this.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Lovely love invites the chi- the uh the Russians over to have a talk and they insist on having like KFC. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: because in Russia <laughs> chicken or yakov smirnoff kentucky I know, fries there's, there's you. a yakov
2: smirnoff joke in there somewhere yeah.
1: chicken fries you exactly um <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if that's just his humor or if it's some sort of commentary on american exceptionalism or you know self or is that, is that the term where you think you're all all yeah. that and, yeah uh, <laughs> I feel like that was in lots of lots of eighties movies, especially not so, not so much in the nineties, but I don't think there were that many this kind of movie in the nineties um things about Russians or uh anybody on the other side of the Berlin Wall craving. American decadence yeah how's your wine?
2: My wine is tasty my wine is half gone i yep. could I could be drinking faster but uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to uh savor it. I don't yeah. know why i have a I have a whole bottle here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, so just your glass is half gone, not your bottle?
2: No, I, it's a very big glass. I didn't mention that.
1: Ah, okay. It's
2: a goblet. Let's, yeah. A goblet. I have a nice goblet of wine. How is your beverage?
1: It's good. It's, uh, the beer is also half gone. I'm trying to see. I hope there's not too much caffeine, but like I said, uh, the misses and the little man are uh, visiting her mom, so mm-hmm. I can I can be up late and loud you if I get be up
2: past your bedtime.
1: <laughs> yeah, she definitely. Uh, there definitely is kind of a rule in the house where if you don't come to bed by this time, yeah, which is this many hours from when I need to wake up. Yeah, s- sleep on the couch. No, uh-huh. you know, no. Like it's just there's this. There's this uh, this timeline. No, no, don't be a a dick timeline.
2: No, there's a that's a completely valid point.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: No, I get it. Um, Been there, done that. Obviously, I failed because I'm single.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's got their things.
2: Uh, Another story entirely. Um, I just found a
1: very patient woman.
2: So going to the movie, I love that they had the the, the glasses that look more like I mean the the complete eighties glasses like Gorbachev wore mm-hmm. for their their Russian, you know, figure. And I love now that they're in their big war room and it might as well be Doctor Strange Love.
1: I was, yeah. The... It's
2: so Doctor Strange love, and I don't know if the real big war room. I mean, obviously, no one, very few people know what it looks like, but it's just it. it there's something about it. It has elements that are very much that Kubrick moment,
3: yeah.
1: and I'm sure there's it was no done fighting on... in the war room.
2: Right, <laughs> exactly. How about Canada? <laughs> <laughs>
1: They don't. We don't know that much about them, and they're close. <laughs> uh, they do have a better national anthem than we have.
2: They do. They have. They do. Uh,
1: uh, my
2: my best my best roommate ever was a Canadian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In which, uh, in she which was polite. Life was this? <laughs> huh?
2: She was polite. That helped a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> polite roommates are the best.
2: Very cool in many ways. But, and, you know, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking things Canadian. I don't know. I had on that episode of my show, you missed the whole Canadian Satan discussion with, with David on that
1: our satanic
2: episode of vd clinic (laughs) because i heard it yeah well you heard a little bit but you didn't yes
1: um yeah i i did i'm sure i didn't even hear all of it how how did it go Uh, yeah
2: that was that was funny and when i finally told my old canadian roommate about that she (laughs) She was beyond amused (laughs) and she thanked you for the, uh, the uh, alternate photography, especially the Tim Hortons Canadian Satan.
1: Oh, sitting in Tim's. Yeah. Yeah. She
2: she thought that was priceless.
1: All my, all my Canadian friends, especially um, Canadian friends here. Talk about Tim Hortons all the time. And if they ever talk about coffee, I know where they're getting it, usually,, exactly. um, and then i just i I just sort of liked uh calling it Tim's it Tim, just... no
2: Tim's that's what you call it so, and i was in I was in Michigan this summer, and I saw Tim Hortons, and I was just I had seen them and when I went to Niagara Falls, Canada, but
1: oh yeah they they skip you uh we've I've got one uh, about ten minutes from my house.
2: No, I just, and I just saw one here in, in New York like a month ago.
1: Well, you're in Dunkin' Donuts territory right now, right? I mean, at least that's what I think of when I think of Boston and Rhode Island. Yeah, no,
2: it's totally a Dunkin' area.
1: uh, We've got maybe two two or three Dunkin' Donuts here.
2: Huh? You've got the painful hipster joints too in New York.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, well, those those are everywhere now.
2: The smaller chains or whatever.
1: Yeah, there's this one cool coffee shop by my house. I, God, is this? Sorry, everybody that's listening. We're talking about coffee and watching coffee.
2: Uh, it's coffee talk. All coffee of
1: talk. I'll give you a topic: <laughs> Bosnia or Iran. Talk amongst yourselves. The Cold you do War. It
3: I'll give you
2: a topic. The Cold War. It was neither cold nor a war. Discuss. Discuss.
1: <laughs> oh, and... Uh, was I'm she bringing obsessed? it back around to the movie. <laughs> was she obsessed with Madonna also? Yes. Or, okay. Well, this was put out by Madonna's movie studio.
2: Yeah. Maverick, yeah. Uh,
1: see, we've got levels here.
2: Like, we had a plan all along.
1: And they've got the guy from. Uh...
2: <laughs> I love this guy like I care. <laughs> like he's been at the government job and dismissed for so long and he's such a curmudgeon. I'm like, yeah, if I ever had a, if I ever had a government job, I, I would turn into that just squirrely guy sitting in the corner.
1: He well, have you ever seen Slapshot? Ages ago. He was such a perv in that movie. He was, I one of, see <laughs> he, he was one of the guys on the team and he just just about any time he talked, he said something kind of gross and flicked his tongue around. And there's like really creepy perv in that. In that yeah. movie.
2: <laughs> and, you know, in speaking of kind of weird, pervy guys, Kevin Pollack here. Who plays this, you know, kind of smarmy advisor, you know, whatever, trying to manipulate this whole thing. He he plays those characters so well. Yes. I don't know if he's like that as far as like in, in real life or anything, but he's just one of those actors.
1: He's he's well, <clears throat> I guess the closest to real life I can think of uh, Kevin Pollock. In is he's got like a podcast slash like YouTube show. Oh yeah? Called like Kevin Pollack's Chat Show or something like that. And uh Sam Levine. Do you know mm-hmm. Sam Levine Sam Levine's on it. Oh, okay. And it's sort of like a interview show. He has different famous people on, usually. I haven't right. I I I listen to this like it's it's <laughs> it's sort of got to the point now where I maybe have one podcast that I listen to that isn't by somebody I know.
4: You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm.
1: so a lot of a lot of podcasts fall, fell to the wayside, but uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, well, and the there are so many
2: podcasts. On. I mean, really?
1: Yeah. So it's I, good to bounce around. Yeah. Steven yeah, Tobolesky no, I, I i have too. certain
2: ones that I listen to like religiously and then, you know, and then it kind of take other ones where not so much and, you know, whatever here and there, depending on who a guest is or something, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just checked back in on uh, how did this get made because they did Jason X.
2: I loved I, I that's one I listen to pretty regularly.
1: And, um, have you watched Big Mouth on Netflix? I have show? not. I have not. Jason, uh, from How did this get made? Manzucas.
2: Manzukis, yeah. yeah. Who I have seen actually in in a Brooklyn bar one time, and my friend, also named Vanessa, she says to me, Hey, it's that kind of creepy, hot looking guy from the league.
1: <laughs> oh, Rafi. He was Rafi on Rafi. the league.
2: Yeah, but but I love that that creepy, hot looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one way to describe him. He has a he has a certain look, but
1: <laughs> he's on Brooklyn Nine Nine too, or Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. But
2: apparently, he likes the kiss pinball machine and you know one of the bars that I go to every once in a while. Oh, right on.
1: Um, yeah, but yeah,
2: if, if, <laughs> there if, you go.
1: If you've it has got nothing Netflix.
2: to do with the our discussion, has nothing to do with the movie.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Start
2: watching. <laughs> that's darren that's a problem you and i can get together and just start talking
1: that that is true okay so this is the the walter cronkite ish guy uh right yes <laughs> just the thing the the editorial about like what do we know about canada
2: it's the and i know in the way it,
1: The right above us. It's
2: freezing cold. Like, what do we know about Canada? (laughs) The Canadians, they walk among us. (laughs) I love they named William Shatner as the first Canadian that walks among us.
1: Leslie Nielsen. Tommy Chong. Tommy Tommy, Chong. Yep. Katie Lang.
2: (laughs) Clearly the takeoff on Sally Jesse Raphael.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can hear him at night sharpening their skates.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get ready to Three come over here and take our fucking cheese.
2: <laughs> I love that she gets obsessed with the space, the the, the needle.
1: Yeah, is that like whatever a, that
2: tower is called? I'm sorry. It's, it's called
1: the space needle.
2: Space Needle. No, that's Seattle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where where is that? Is that in Canada? That's in um the Montreal thing.
2: No, uh, it's in Ottawa.
1: Ottawa. I think. No, oh, it's not capital?
2: in Ottawa. It's in Toronto.
1: Oh, Toronto.
2: Jesus Christ! I don't know my landmarks. Sorry. <laughs> I
1: yeah yeah i'm sorry i would fail
2: that jeopardy question today apparently
1: yeah sorry canada um
2: (laughs) i love this mayonnaise on
3: everything
1: that's what got me uh anyone that wants to put mayonnaise on anything is an enemy of of uh an enemy of the people
2: i like it in limited amounts I mean because I grew up down south and those people love it on everything too. Except it's miracle, it's it's Miracle Whip, so it's the really sweet kind. Unlike the Canadian kind which doesn't taste like which doesn't have like tons of sugar in it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I have.
2: That's the difference. Both of but they're both a lot of white people that like lots of white condiments. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Put mayonnaise in my milk. Yeah, I I don't like to describe what mayonnaise tastes like to me, because <laughs> I understand that other people like it. Uh, but it, yeah,
3: <laughs> it,
2: it has, it has uses. However, they're limited.
1: Bomb Canada, bomb Canada.
2: Oh, this is the uh, Ballad of the Green Beret, that 1960s song.
1: Oh.
2: Which I want to know the story of how the hell that came into being. Um, like, there's just certain songs that you're like, why was that song ever recorded? And how did it become so popular that they played it on? <laughs> no, you can't <laughs> you can't have any Molson beer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there go the ice skates get rid of all this shit except for the guns
2: but americans like to play hockey too and like to ice skate well
1: those though yeah that's true those those were clearly figure skates oh uh, well um <laughs> uh scary <laughs> i guess tanya harding went to the premiere of the tanya harding movie
2: I uh, was trying to. I have a friend who's in the producers guild, and we were trying, we were hoping that he would get it. We're waiting for a screening of uh, that movie. So, and he's like, "You're my plus one. If I can, if they give us a screening, you're my plus one immediately." I'm like, "Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm so there." <laughs> we're both like, "That'd be so awesome," because God only knows, like. Who they would have if they had a QA and a with it. Like,
1: <laughs> There's just so many good actors in this movie. like Right. Uh,
2: well, and good character actors.
1: Yeah. A lot of, hey, it's that guy.
2: Exactly. Well, like Wallace Shawn later on in the movie as the Canadian Prime Minister... <laughs> yeah you know one of those hey yeah that's that guy um hmm nothing oh. I didn't say anything I
1: thought you said um like you were gonna say something and I didn't want <laughs>
2: Like maple syrup. I love your propaganda ads. They're just perfect. (laughs) Everyone knows what it's like to get syrup on your fingers. Oh, yeah. He's so gleeful, like a little kid.
1: Yeah. I... I'm just yammering. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying this, people. <laughs> Nobody's ever at the Christmas party for the whole thing.
2: Well, and if they are, they're not sober. <laughs> I'm on my second glass of wine. How about you?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm nursing the beer. I, uh... uh I've I have a tendency to drink too fast and then I, I just get really drunk. So I've been working on slowing down because it's yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> it's my, my tolerance went way down after. uh We had the kid because I really don't drink that much anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course you don't have the opportunities to go out and do whatever as you did before. (laughs) Yeah. That is one reason why I don't have a child. (laughs) (laughs) My cat doesn't give a shit.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) My cat has been asleep on a pile of like five stacked blankets she just climbed on top of it before they could get put away and she's asleep on that i I haven't seen her move she got her ass kicked the other night um she's probably about six months old or something like that yeah uh and we i don't know we've only had her for some months uh and uh we kept her as a inside cat for a few weeks while she got used to the house yeah and then she started wanting to go outside so you know she's she's chipped and we got yeah tags and shit for her but yeah a couple nights ago there was just this like brutal sound outside <laughs> yeah. yeah and i i went outside my neighbor was outside with a flashlight we we didn't know what the what the fuck happened and then uh the cat finally came back to the house about an hour or a half hour later. Yeah. Uh, like limping uh, and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, she <laughs> she's like, fuck outside for about three or four days. And then she got yeah. back to her normal stuff. I. Uh, I haven't had a cat since I was about five or six, so I'm not really used to how they are. Yeah. Oh, the shitty... (laughs) The shitty fake government Canadian uh, raid.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, crazy Americans with guns taking Americans hostage?
2: Americans that they think are Canadians.
1: And they are in America right now
2: on the night they're niagara falls new york
1: okay yeah they because i figured that this is their proof that the canadians were worthy of warring <laughs> and yeah the guy that, that tried to kill himself was just just there with him i i forgot i forgot about him <laughs> he's got bud the the beep best boomer. scowl
2: he has the perfect voice of bud beep boomer like, like <laughs> <laughs> just everything like <laughs> he is like, Jim Belushi has a weird little role here <laughs> I don't know
1: Charles Jackal
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, the longest unprotected border in the world. Hmm. What's up with that?
1: God. It's turning into a a bummer in both ways uh god trump sucks man i'm sorry like i don't i don't (laughs) i don't like (laughs) i don't like bringing everything to him but jesus like What's he going to fucking do next?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I went, we're talking
1: to kind of to connect
2: how awful Trump is to this movie. I was recording an episode of cinema beef a couple of months ago with Jeffrey, Jeffrey X Martin. And he went on this amazing rant about how all of a sudden it seems like these little flash moments of how Trump just he keeps going after like North Korea, for instance, and this stuff from like the Cold War era, the kind of stuff we thought was settled and was gone, that's not necessarily that that could easily happen again, yeah. you know here we're saying, okay, this is all gone. like I mean, I honestly, I could see us in Russia having whatever skirmish but i don't see it going to nuclear war at this
1: point with
2: russia not so much right that's gonna that would be with north korea though because look at who we're dealing with on both sides of the fence okay
1: two tiny insecure lunatics
2: exactly surrounded
1: by family members
2: I can't believe I'm still having to think about this shit. (laughs) You know?
1: And it's, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's already been admitted and already been shown that the U.S. government and most governments, or many governments, have escalated and fabricated uh, wars and shit to benefit themselves and to keep people happy, the uh, the right people happy.
2: Yeah.
1: Because, um, I mean, what? The Gulf because... of Tonkin incident used to be, you know, crazy conspiracy theory until they said it was all true. Right. So (laughs) they're littering all over the place.
2: Are you sure we're in Canada? It's so clean. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. That's how you know you're in Canada. It's so clean. (laughs) The air is clean. Like everything.
1: Oh, here come the Mounties. I think the last time I watched this, I thought that was John Cleese.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it does look a little bit like him.
1: Yeah. It doesn't sound like him at all, but the last no, time I didn't. watched this, I was um, editing an early episode of the show and sort of putting together my list of movies to offer to people if they didn't think of one. Yeah, And, uh, I was like, oh, I better throw that on just to make sure that, you know, I'm not remembering it wrong. Right. (laughs) What's your favorite John Candy movie?
2: Oh, I don't know. I think it goes back to Uncle Buck. Kind (laughs) of. Because there's so many different things about it that are just. He's over-the-top ridiculous, he's a little bit of an asshole, he's kind (laughs) of endearing and sweet, you know. It hits a bunch of different, you know, points.
1: Different enjoyable targets.
2: Yeah. Although I enjoy that this is a close second. This one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like this. I... I like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles all right, but I definitely don't watch it a lot. hmm But I think... Ugh, I'm Canada cause causing shit. Um, the great Outdoors was always a favorite of mine.
2: Yeah, that's a good
1: one. Uh, and you also get Dan Aykroyd. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's her name? Is it Annette Benning? Is that the
2: Oh I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that.
1: The woman who was the mom in American Beauty. Annette Benning. Okay. So it, it is Annette Benning. Was it? I I'm pretty sure it was Annette Benning played Dan Aykroyd's wife in The Great Outdoors.
2: I'm thinking Beverly D'Angelo. Are you? But I could be completely wrong.
1: See She, she was the national lampoon. That's her, right? Yes. Okay. Are we both looking it up right now? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So real, real Torlman, uh, after building her giant mashed potato Canada needle is what reenacting over the top. And that one scene from airplane.
2: You're correct. Annette Benning.
1: It wasn't at Benny.
2: Yeah. No, I haven't. That's one I haven't seen a lot. I've enjoyed, but I haven't seen
1: much. Yeah. I, for some reason, it got watched a lot. Uh, for us. I don't know. We didn't we didn't watch really a lot of a lot of at my house. We didn't watch a lot of movies. We had very. Limited TV time. And I'm not I, saying that's better or worse, but I watch a lot of TV now, so I wonder if very limited TV time is either my excuse for watching a lot of TV now or the cause of it.
2: Well, I had limited TV time too growing up. Say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> and we didn't have cable as well, but in the 80s started going to the video stores a lot. I started watching movies a lot with my mom, but it was more like I would go through different like <laughs> directors or actors, filmographies. And, and then I, you know, so going back to our last week episode, I've watched a lot of Woody Allen
3: movies. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was one director that we went through during the eighties. This is before the, everything came to light and before perhaps he did anything who knows but
1: well, yeah, I, that's I mean, how it was obviously i before know a C&E, lot of his films because that was the late 80s early 90s wasn't
2: it yeah exactly and a
1: lot of his shit was from the 70s and early 80s
2: 60s 70s and 80s and so i know all of that stuff like backwards and forwards
1: My my dad my dad had a pretty.
2: <laughs> That's how I got into Alfred Hitchcock too, though.
1: Oh, okay, and you got it—you got into Psycho early, right?
2: I was like four or five. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty young.
2: Yeah. That's a cinema <laughs> psyops episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, go check that out. I love that it's a it's like a Canadian grandpa and grandma.
2: And she's just sitting there knitting away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what, Michael Moore grew up in Flint, Michigan. I don't know how close to the Canadian border that is.
2: It's close because if, in Bowling for Columbine, he's, Flint is outside of Detroit, right?
1: Which is across the river from Toronto. Ex- exactly. Or, or like, another...
2: Or a, no, like, no, 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 a smaller... I forget the name of it, but it's uh, another smaller Canadian city. It's right across the river.
1: Yeah, where all the 19-year-olds uh, go to drink and shit when they're 19. Drinking, star- I want
2: to say it starts with an S. It's like the kissing capital of Canada. or some crazy... It's been a while since I've seen Bowling for Columbine.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> it's not a very uh, happy movie, and... Uh, once you ingest the information. let's
2: Which, that's the discussion you and I shall have another day about Bowling for Columbine, perhaps. Because yeah. I have a lot to say about that coming from the South.
1: Oh, well, I mean, why start talking about Canadian bacon now? <laughs> Tell me <laughs> a little bit about, about uh, Bowling for Columbine.
2: <laughs> well, the condensed version is that... I probably 15, 16 years ago, after I moved to New York, I got an hour and a half discussion about from my Alabama Southern family, five members of it, including my father, about how can I not be a gun owner and live in New York? And it was perhaps just coincidentally, a week later that I saw Bowling for Columbine and there are just so many different things of growing up about the gun culture down there. I mean, and it does kind of relate to this movie here too. They're very much like bomb this country, bomb that country, go shoot that deer, go shoot that potential (laughs) person who might be on your property. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I grew up around a lot of that. And like I said, I I wasn't even allowed to have a water gun. You know, my parents, I think it was probably more my mother, um, didn't want any kind of gun around me. Um, But I was very aware of family members who, you know, did stuff. And my family didn't go hunt as much as some others I know. I mean, like, My one of my mom's like boyfriends that she had, like, you go into his house, and oh, there's a 12 point buck hanging on the wall, there's a 10 point buck, like the heads, like, and everything. Like, I had an aunt and uncle. This is a lovely
1: room of death.
2: Yeah, I had an aunt and uncle that their entire house had stuff all over it, including like a big, massive fucking bear, you know, a black bear. (laughs)
1: Jesus.
2: Yeah, I just and so
1: I hope it was shot while hibernating.
2: Right. And the thing is that I I'm not a fan of guns. However, I get their necessity at times and I'm fine if you want to hunt, if you are going to eat the food, eat, eat the meat and use the hide, whatever. I, and if it's done humanely, I'm fine with that, you know but I also know plenty of assholes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're just a liberal East coast elitist.
2: Well, I was like that before I moved to the East coast and before I moved to the big city that maybe that's why I moved away. (laughs) But going back to this movie here you have the arms manufacturer who's shut down or whatever but you have these people heavily armed and they're going around running around here they break in at this point in the movie they break in stephen wright playing the mountie you know he's he doesn't he almost doesn't even know what to do when they have guns upon him it's a different way of policing even <laughs>
1: And I may have misspoke. He is American, isn't he? I just assumed he was.
2: Yeah. How he's...
1: miserable he is! But
2: <laughs> just how miserable he is. He's from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew he was from the Boston area, but I just kept the IMDb up.
1: Oh. Literally.
2: But this is. Good lo- idea. Look at this scene where they go through the quote-unquote jail. This is. Granted, this movie is a parody. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> we know it has these satirical elements and everything. But there's a certain amount that's not that far off. I just, like, get away from the bars, you scum. And he's like the white-collar criminal, and he's <laughs> yeah. the most dangerous, and he pulls a, like, a, a cattle prod on him. Yeah, see, he's not pulling out a gun, and that does actually speak volumes to how our country, the United States, reacts to other countries and how, you know, not to say other countries can't be awful, too, Um,
1: you know. We're all awful in our own way.
2: Precisely. (laughs) But how many police shootings do you have going down in Canada? I mean, like, I, let's just throw that right out there. <laughs> How many shootings in general? It just doesn't happen the same way. Yeah. Whereas the Americans here, woohoo! <laughs> <Da-da-da-da>! <laughs> you
3: know.
1: You know what? Yeah, I'm glad. You know, I've been waiting. Although we've talked shit about rampant gun culture before on the show, but. I've been wondering what it's going to be that finally gets people to get angry.
2: Well, the fact that Newtown didn't do it. I mean, there's so many occasions where it should have happened. But Newtown, you had little kids. And I'm sorry, but let's look at the press and let's look at middle America. Little white kids. Okay. All these, you know, was it 29, 30 of them? Get killed? Totally, completely innocent people. Really? You do fucking <laughs> nothing? That, that to me, was the point where I was like, fuck this shit. They ob- the, the, the government obviously doesn't give a shit. And New York State, I will say, I feel so much safer living in New York... Compared to Alabama, bringing it back to gun control here. (laughs) No, no, this is a legitimate conversation I had the other day with my mother who still lives in Alabama. She's telling me about the number of shootings that happened. There were two that happened in Alabama malls on Black Friday. One where I grew up specifically. That five people were shot. Um, nobody was killed in that one but the week prior someone had been killed it is so easy for them to get a gun down there the violent crime rate even though I grew up in a mid-sized city like about a 200,000 people I am so much safer living in New York City with millions of people <laughs> because it is so fucking hard to get a gun here I mean that's one reason but I just look at it and when my father and other people and family and stuff.
1: They're burning Brian Adams records.
2: I love that. And that Michael and, Moore is one of them. Yeah. That's like getting all excited.
1: We're in a Buffalo bills hat.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Is that it's kind of like, what a minute you're, you're saying to me, are you or not, there's some sort of disconnect. Why is this happening in this country? The cri- I mean, if you're looking at crime rates, you are in a much more dangerous city and state than I am. And you're not seeing it at all because there's some block there. And it feels the same way with much of the Trump rhetoric
1: <laughs>
2: that comes out. Yeah. You know, these people that are going to go in Alabama and vote for Roy Moore. I don't know how my father's going to vote. We don't talk politics because we want to speak to one another. But we know we differ on... I'm, I'm going to vote a for Roy Moore. We know we differ on a lot of politics and religion. So we don't talk about those two subjects. Okay? <laughs> uh, my mother, though, we've had extensive conversations. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? They're going to vote for that asshole? I mean, like... <laughs> just because he's a Republican. They're not going to see these allegations or whatever about, you know, going after 14 year old girls, sexual assault allegations.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: because and every, and she's all for months now. I talked to her. She talks about any appearance. He comes on. He's waving his gun around.
1: Is he still? Yes. I thought that was just once.
2: No. Oh no, it's happened on more than one occasion.
1: God damn. Oh, uh, did you see this? God. Well, <laughs> I think of the like Yeah, uh there may be one at the most people who can vote in Alabama that listens to the show if I'm correct. Maybe none. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> that this this is coming out after that election, but like Yeah, that's you?
2: Tuesday. The Twelve.
1: yeah um so yeah this is unless i just make it come out early for some reason uh it's coming out afterwards but uh did you see the story fox news is running with right now today that we're recording that um they're saying the headline of roy Moore accuser admits to forging uh yearbook entry Yeah, they've been running that headline. They actually had to just do a correction. Yeah. Because she wrote the date underneath it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh. (laughs) But the headline's out there, so that's already got to the people that the churches didn't already get to. Dan
2: Aykroyd. Being his Canadian self.
1: Yeah. Uh. I would almost, I hate Home Improvement, but I kind of like the Dan Aykroyd episodes, if I remember correctly.
2: Um, I don't know them that well.
1: I just, (laughs) he played like a reverend that was obsessed with blues music.
2: Okay, I get it.
1: I I only remember that coming up because... uh, like my dad was a big or probably still is a big Dan Aykroyd fan. So yeah, we watched those episodes. We didn't watch the show
2: show, but it was he found out Dan Aykroyd was coming on. So he was like, yeah, let's watch Home Improvement. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it.
1: He, he, My dad was more into like Ren and Stimpy and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Even when See, the family it's, still it's, went to church he'd send me home early to start taping Ren and Stimpy.
2: That's funny. It's funny I my father as conservative as he is with some of his polit he is now. Let's put it that way. Now, he wasn't always conservative with his politics and religion. Um <laughs> there's a lot there and there still kind of is a certain amount of stuff that is subversive you know that he'll pop up with that that's hysterical that you're just like where the fuck did that come from but
3: (laughs) yeah yeah i
2: love that i love that he just this he gets just he gets pulled over by the cop in ontario for (laughs) for the vandalism only being written in english it's got to also be written in french i love that and and he's fine go on go on
1: yeah, it's like the the part in Life of Brian, where he gets the the lesson from the Roman guard. It has him write like Romans go home, yeah, hundred times on the walls. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Best wishes, Gordon Lightfoot.
3: Ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, i'm a victim of the canadian health care system, Your system. <laughs> oh god <laughs> you know i'm glad i didn't say that i'm gonna leave the country if trump wins but i've definitely well... thought about it anyway
2: Oh, I completely thought about it, and I had two different people tell me I could come and stay with them, one in Toronto, one in Montreal, including said old Canadian roommate that – I mean, she moved back to Canada uh, after like, after we uh, moved into different places, but – she, uh, she's like, no, you can move up here. And I, but she lives in Montreal. And so I'm like, fuck, I kind of have to learn French.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause you, I mean,
2: although I would, I'm not saying if I were, de- I, if I were desperate, it's definitely an option.
1: Right. It, it's good to have I, options. My
2: first place to want to go live. If I'm going to put myself in exile of my country, a whole language I have to learn.
1: Yeah, and maybe I've...
2: partial language, but not a whole language. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah I, uh, uh, Amanda's pretty good with French. She took French. I took Spanish, and
2: um... I took Spanish, but had no one to use it with for years.
1: Ah, uh, well, see, so I, I I'm I a musician.
2: Practice. i <laughs> here, living in New York now. After mm. where I lived, other places for years, where I didn't use it. I will understand it. Like if I hear it, but I don't necessarily speak it back as quickly as I should. Or I, I know I need to get on that.
1: No, no, I, I I totally get it. I, what my, uh, one of my, (laughs) one of my cousins, his dad is Spanish. Yeah. So there was always a little bit of that growing up. And then as a musician, I've had a billion restaurant jobs. Right. And I've been, uh, I, I've worked with a lot of guys that speak Spanish there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, speaking Spanish in the kitchen, there's like two things about food and a whole lot of profanity. And that's pretty much. Of
2: course. <laughs> and I know all of that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. So. I can
2: communicate to a bodega, you know, a guy <laughs> in a bodega.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I would. Uh...
2: I can t- I can find out how much my uh, purchase costs. Yes. Yeah, um, place an order in a restaurant.
1: <laughs> so they're what they're eating: Frank's and beans and spam and spam, spam eggs, sausage and spam. Um,
2: spam 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 spam. <laughs> spam, 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 spam. Sorry, <laughs> no? you started it. I mean, <laughs> I,
1: I did, I did. <laughs> and all you listening right now, you're enabling us. Mm.
2: not Annie Hall (laughs) that's Night of the Living Dead that's the one yeah
1: that's
2: the one we're talking about the black guy making it
1: yeah no Uh, he
2: didn't make it in that one almost
1: oh so close
2: (laughs) the whole discussion about the black guy always dies first and then then you hear the like <laughs> wolf sound in the background. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Woo. So I don't know what you think, but, uh, some of the stuff that I had heard about this, well, not heard about this movie and I, I'd obviously seen the movie before, but, uh, in looking up, <coughs> excuse me, uh, a lot of people said that the first two thirds are really good. And then it sort of falls apart in the third act. How are you feeling about that?
2: So it's I mean it's different a little bit, but it's not I don't think it I don't know why they would say that so much.
1: I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, what were
2: their expectations is what I would want to know.
1: Yeah. I definitely didn't and no offense to Michael Moore, but I definitely didn't go into this expecting much. I was I was thinking it would be like a I wasn't
2: sure what to expect because what I had seen had been again non fiction
1: mm-hmm.
2: and here's a fiction piece, granted with the with some of the themes he had addressed before, but you know
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and, and 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 I think that is a struggle for any filmmaker who's going to decide I'm going to go work in a different genre. Like, you know, Oh, okay. A fiction director, right? Like all of a sudden going to do a documentary. How's that going to work? It's not to say that it can't work. It's just, you have to switch gears and how just you think about this, you know, you just have to take each piece for each work of this director as, as it is. You know, and I can understand. I think I've seen every, yeah, I would say I've seen every Michael Moore type uh, Michael Moore film and his TV series. I enjoy his work overall. Yeah. Some less than others. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually was very glad that uh, my friend that I mentioned earlier that was part of the producers guild. We did get to see a Q&A with Roger, uh, with, uh, with, with him, with Michael Moore, during his last film.
1: Oh, what, uh, Where but, to Invade um, Next? Where to Invade
2: Next, which, that was interesting.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um,
2: not his best work, but it was interesting. And I, the Q&A was Interesting.
1: Yeah, his Q&A, the the last time I saw him live, he was on tour while he was making Sicko. Okay. And he came through and he went to the... uh, There's a couple of really old theaters where people have... Like where the symphony is or where the opera would be. Um, But he was at one of those. And uh, I think it was a partial campaign rally for something. But also during the talk, he called, he had, he had just recently got some facts about him. Yeah. And it was from some healthcare provider. And it was like, what to do if you deal with, if you encounter Michael Moore. Yeah. So he he read the the memo out and then he called the phone number at the end and he had everybody say something like, He's here. He's in the building.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I still think Bowling for Columbine is my favorite of his uh, work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely that I, I Fahrenheit nine eleven was definitely something I bought on DVD, but I did too. Um, um, Bowling for Columbine was the first movie of his I ever saw. And I saw that in the theater at least once.
2: Yeah. That's my favorite, but this is, this is, this is, this is my second favorite, probably. Um, just because the way it points out how ridiculous all these, oh, the approval rating of the president. Oh my goodness, how we manufacture and war in and of itself. I mean, yeah. you can look at Wag the Dog, which I'm sure you're going to do on your show at some point. Uh, down God, the road. I
1: fucking hope so.
2: <laughs> I'll talk about it with you if you if no one else will. Okay. <laughs> if you really want to talk about it, I'll talk about it with you. Um, but it's the same thing of let's manufacture war. And again, like I said earlier, it wouldn't surprise me if more, you know, or one or more skirmishes, wars, wherever the fuck you want to call them, you know, in the last however many years has been manufactured as a PR type thing. Really? I mean, at, at its bare essence. Not an actual like, oh, we so much disagree with this politician, this country, whatever. No, we need to get the approval ratings up. We need to keep the war machine going. There's there there really is a certain amount of truth in that, yeah. And like I said, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I'm not going to turn into Alex Jones. No frogs being gay, yeah. you know. I'll leave Where's that Duncan.
1: To... Where's Duncan? We need Duncan. I was
2: going to say where. Oh wait, he's in New York. I'll I'll be seeing him tomorrow. Um... Oh good. <laughs> yes. No, um,
1: turn the freaking frogs. gay.
2: Well, now they're lesbian dominatrix frogs.
1: Yes. Cannibals. Wow. Um, I was flabbergasted, I guess is the uh, best word I whole, can come up with.
2: That's a whole other one where you're like, Ooh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was, it was one of those ones where I was for a split second and I felt like a bad person for thinking this. I was like, I'm glad he doesn't get to be around his children that much. Oh,
2: me too. Oh, my God. Oh, geez, Louise. I
1: was like, you've got to, you've got to, won't somebody think of the children?
2: It's so ridiculous.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. I I even, (laughs) I was a little afraid to post that to the the Facebook group uh look up psychosemantic podcast or psychosemantic cast to find the Facebook group I I, I never plug it but um <laughs> <laughs> I just um
2: and then I put on the response that was from some lesbian comedian where he's talking about, and where I'm like, well, that's, lesbians, that's not what we eat. Yeah, I, I was the one who had to put that up.
1: <laughs> you did, and that was the best. I think that that was that, funnier than the post.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was just like, brilliant. That was a brilliant response.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, oh God, Alex Jones.
3: Uh heard
1: the freaking frogs gay i do sometimes go down those rabbit holes of those uh techno remixes of his quotes yeah yeah because there's the frogs gay one and there's the goblins one
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the funny thing is my dad and I will disagree on all these different religion and politics, but he listens to like Coast to Coast and some of these different conspiracy theory radio things every once in a while. And yeah. he'll just sit there and like start chuckling about it. I'm like, okay, I can at least bond with my father on that. <laughs> like, they're totally ridiculous. This stuff, this little whatever niche, you know. But um,
1: so so he listens to him to laugh at them.
2: Yes, he does.
1: Oh, okay.
2: How do you think I got into it? It's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's totally, it's fascinating. I don't listen that often, but sometimes you have to listen because one, you got to know who your enemy is, but two, it's fascinating on so many different psychological levels.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, uh... And I didn't really pay much attention to that sort of thing until, uh, I mean, there there was a point when uh, we were touring as a band... Where, uh, you know, I think my first cell phone, I got my first cell phone before a tour, but it was yeah. a shit cell phone. It was just mm-hmm. one that actually worked. It was just a phone that was a phone. It was a piece of garbage. Um, but uh, I have no idea where I was going with that. I don't on. know
2: either. I'm, did it have anything to do with the movie or...
1: <laughs> uh the movie no nope, sorry <laughs> when I go back and edit this, I'll know you're exactly. gonna have a
2: big warning at the beginning that says we were intoxicated
1: yeah, it's I, I- i will i uh
3: yeah
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> damn it, this happens to me all the time, uh. I'll try to slow down that derailed train of thought and in the process, it just becomes a crash.
2: It's okay. It happens sometimes. Yeah.
1: Please don't stop listening to the show people. I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get kicked off Legion. (laughs) I can't make a good website. The people there are great.
2: Oh, (laughs) Okay, so let's go back to the movie. Now we have DEFCON 5 or 4 as Hmm. it is moving up and this manufactured war with Canada, the ex-arms manufacturer trying to push his weapons. (laughs) Darren, what do you have to say about this?
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, for one, I think at some point this, this show needs to do war games. So I'm getting a lot of that vibe right now, but yeah, um, <clears throat>
2: absolutely.
1: I'm also thinking of what Betsy DeVos's brother pitching his idea for the private anti deep state political enemy spy team in America. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of that. Uh, I'm remembering unfondly, uh, Mister Dick Cheney,
2: Cyborg Dick. <sighs> I I had to call him cyborg dick at a certain point because he had had so many heart operations and such. <laughs> and plus, I don't know if he really had a heart after all. Right. The tin man was doing better than him.
1: Grinchy ass motherfucker.
2: Ugh. <sighs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they have this <laughs> Delta force or Omega force, whatever they call them. And they're like all <laughs> knocking these random people down <laughs> <laughs> in trying to be so serious.
1: Yeah, there's a whole lot of um I'm also thinking of Spies Like Us with this movie. Yes. But no, I, think...
2: I I get the I get the Spies Like Us vibe. And it has a Dan Ackery connection for that.
1: Yeah. And the presidential line of succession. Yeah. That's just a depressing thought. I, I mean, I guess...
2: <laughs> in our reality or in this movie?
1: <laughs> Both, but I'm talking about our reality. Cause, um okay. What? Hopefully Randy Bryce beats fucking Eddie Munster, uh, Paul Ryan, and...
2: Don't insult Eddie Munster.
1: Um, by
2: saying that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Eddie Munster,
1: how's that? No, that still ties <sighs> him to it.
2: Polly Munster, that's fine. Um,
1: Widow's peak shithead. Uh, anyway, Paul Ryan, fuck him. But I, I don't want him to be Speaker of the House because no, he that's third in line, right? Yeah. And then got Orrin Hatch. Or no, uh, Rex Tillerson. Fucking kill us all. Um, well, I don't know.
2: Can we can we rearrange the order? So like Maxine Waters or someone is up there <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but let's get someone better in the rotation.
1: Yeah. Isn't isn't that senator that said poor people just blow all their money on booze and women? Oh, my God. Isn't he in the line of succession right now?
2: Yes, he is. They're all a bunch of dicks. I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: No, that's.
2: I'm not just saying that because I started my third glass of wine. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. We've. Oh, God, the cat's
1: in the room. Yes, the
2: cat is in the, the room sitting here asleep, room. but...
1: Well, my cat just stormed the room, so uh, I apologize if something makes a loud noise. <laughs> She's crazy.
2: That would be most cats. Uh, okay. Hence why... I mean, I've had dogs as pets and everything before, but that's I think that's why I get along with cats a little bit better. They balance my crazy a little bit better. So... But
1: and, <laughs> the clock. So
2: okay. So now you have this big nuclear event that's getting ready to happen. Why the U.S. missiles are being launched from fucking Canada? Rhea Perlman saving the day, and they're still they're trying to be launched from it looks like New Mexico, like they were in spies like us, as you pointed out. It's that same desert area.
1: Yep.
2: Flashes to that other scene.
1: I think our friend Court Syop said that he is like ground zero, one of the big nuclear locations <laughs> locations. Really? Yeah.
2: Well I don't know. There's not a lot else out there in uh in Nebraska. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: No, just her with her Rambo gun.
2: I know. and little bitty Rhea Pearlman with the massive <laughs> fucking automatic weapon. I just am wondering to myself, how easy for her would it, how easy would it be for her to get that in Alabama?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that same gun.
0: Let's although that hands. like
2: that almost looked like a tommy gun like from the 1930s or 40s like those kind of old school machine guns yeah looked a little bit more like that
1: <laughs> give me the chapa I recently watched uh oh brother where art thou with oh yeah with Danzig yeah He loved that shit.
2: You just love the music.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So there they go, our heroes. The
2: boat rentals. <laughs> and I can, again, I can say, like, from being in Canada, every sign, English and French.
1: <laughs> oh, every America.
2: Sign in Canada that I saw almost every sign in
1: two languages. You're crazy.
2: Tim Hortons wasn't translated into French. I don't think it would be another language. I mean, a version, but yeah, still
1: Tim Hortons is Tim Hortons in every language.
2: So Bud Boomer realizes his, his, uh, dream of being on cops.
1: NRA humanitarian of the year.
2: Defeated in the next election, the largest landslide in, in U.S. history. He's now the host of Get Up Cleveland, the, fr- <laughs> the president with a low approval rating.
1: Oh, Kevin Pollock.
2: Eight months of a life sentence. That sounds about right. Pardoned <laughs> by President Wally <laughs> North.
1: I'm oh. It
2: hasn't happened. <laughs> and the Rick Torrin character took his own life <laughs> thinking Hogan's Heroes was a fake. <laughs>
1: canadian bacon part two mexican bacon
2: (laughs) chorizo so we were kind of bad about talking about the movie but
1: (laughs) but the spirit of the movie was in the conversation
2: it was and as the movie plays out what else would you like to say about it
1: it's still a funny movie that it definitely has that going for it. Um
2: Even though some of it is dated, I think it's still funny.
1: Yeah, it's it's not one of those movies that aged very poorly.
2: No, I mean, like we said, there's certain things that you're like, okay, yeah, after 9/11 that can't happen. But other than a few things like that, it didn't age poorly.
1: Americans we can get carried away. America, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> We can be uneducated and brash. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you call it? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) I don't know. Fucking cat. Uh, Sorry. That bottle was empty anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I think this was a good pick. We
2: had a lot of gun control conversation.
1: There was a lot of gun control. And that that is something that is near and dear to Michael Moore's heart. Uh, I believe he was a member of the... N-R-A. NRA, yes. But um, is there anything you would like to say before you um, you plug your podcast? And
2: like I said, I I think that we've hit this we hit this point where this movie twenty plus years ago, and it seems kind of like oh yeah, this quaint oh yeah we've we've left that behind, but now we're back there where we're kind of like. Hmm. What's this nuclear war thing? I mean, it, it, it. I I really didn't think it would, because Trump is so. To give him the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to use the term Lucy Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> why
1: not? Why not?
2: But that's his 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 nuclear feeling. You know, it, he.
1: Willy Ritty nilly but, nukey tweety.
2: He kind of, I don't feel like he understands the gravity of a situation and nuclear war and some of this level of arms. I don't think he gets, and I don't think he sees as no, some I don't think he understands the consequences of his actions. He does not pay attention at all and
1: somebody else will deal with it
2: right the next guy after me is gonna have to deal with it or who gives a shit he doesn't care he doesn't care
1: Ivanka jr will will deal with that later
2: <laughs> Ivanka jr nice <laughs> <laughs> but you you know what I'm saying though that, that's just kind of how I've been feeling over the past couple, the past couple months seem to have been worse than other points, you know?
1: Well, he's been I, able to golf been, less.
2: Twitter, he doesn't get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... am
2: I, am I completely off base here or?
1: No, no. I, I feel like, um, nobody thought so much could go so wrong. So fast. <laughs> I think that's, that's the, that's the cliche right there is nobody thought so much could go so wrong so fast. I mean, even in the, the tax bill, it looks like, like a $300 billion mistake, at least. And, um, so there's that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to keep up with. I've constantly broken my promise to myself that I would stop looking at the news at, one o'clock in the morning to give myself some time away from it. Cause I just keep checking shit because you never know. I mean,
3: well, at I, least
1: right now, yeah, the next war will be started on Twitter.
2: Oh, absolutely. And that's what is frightening is that it's going to be so just nonchalant and it's going to be on fucking Twitter.
1: Trump will send that, like me, multiple explosion emojis Hashtag Kim Jong loser. And then Hawaii will be doing their uh, (laughs) nuclear sirens.
2: Well, precisely. And that's that's just what amazes me is that the level of irresponsibility, the level of I don't give a shit, (laughs) the level of I have no fucking clue because I really do think that is part of it. It, it, whether it's a, you know obliviousness because I don't care or obliviousness because I'm just not educated, I'm not gonna I'm not going to say, but <laughs> the, <laughs> what I am going to say is that there is a definite I don't give a shit I'm gonna gi- I'm just gonna say whatever I want. The disregard is so he doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. He really doesn't. And I don't feel that he cares.
1: Uh, He really doesn't.
2: And that is what scares the shit out of me.
1: I'm curious, you know, what's going to be the thing that breaks him. Yeah. Because I think as long as I've ever been aware of D Trump's. Yeah. He's not given a fuck and he has never admitted to being wrong about shit. Even no, his oh, shit, stupid no. stakes, even about Trump University, even about so USFL.
2: Go go down the fucking list. But to go back to the movie we watched, do you think he would start a war to try to prop up his approval rating? I don't see it. As out of his reach.
1: People have been predicting that since the election. They said as soon as, although the the bar keeps getting lowered, you know, it's like as soon as his approval rating hits this, he's going to start a war with blank. I,
2: I don't, I just feel that that is also, like I said, I don't put any of it past him because of obliviousness. I don't put any of it past him because of, I don't give a shit. I just also feel that there is – and I feel like such a conspiracy person for saying it, and that and it strikes me as so ridiculous that I'm, I'm saying that. But it wouldn't surprise me in the least that it's a PR move because he's not a popular president at this point. There's so many polls that are approved that. He's gonna start a war with some country or another, just purely out of hmm, can I get some popularity on my side? I don't put it past him. That's my two cents for what it's worth and my rant for what it's worth.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you heard the dog, but I did not oh she was freaking out. She gets weird when her uh when her baby's not at the house, oh yeah, yeah, like uh. Danzig was born here, so the yeah. dog was like here when he was born, so he's been Aww. like her 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 puppy like she slept guarding his crib the first night he was here and
2: Okay, that's beyond adorable. You didn't have to tell me that.
1: Oh. Aww.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, she's like
2: animals she... with jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah, she's uh so her baby's not here, so she's extra guarding the house. Uh, As she should. As she should. So he, so he can come back. But anyway, sorry. But yeah, uh, before uh, yeah, if you didn't, you didn't talk about the VD clinic yet.
2: No, I did not. My podcast that I have <laughs> to clarify, not just a general keep yourself clean. Um, <laughs> the podcast I have is the VD clinic. Uh, you have been a guest before. I have. Yes. Um, we are available on Legion Podcasts, and we have a Facebook group, which is VD Clinic Podcasts. Our Twitter is at VD Clinic Pod, and our email is VD Clinic Pod at gmail.com. Um, we cover books and a movie, and yes, you will be back there soon.
1: Yeah, this uh, this one will be out before the new year, so uh, you okay. probably either around the time that this comes out, or it, it your episode will have already been out. You guys did the Hebrew Hammer.
2: Um, that will be out sometime in December before the end of the month.
1: <laughs> okay. So yeah, around the time that this episode comes out.
2: Happy Hanukkah! <laughs> Hanukkah.
1: And then uh, what do you have coming up in January?
2: And you will be joining us in January, actually. It is our black metal episode with, um, and Duncan McLeish from Podcast on the Stairs is also a guest on that episode.
1: Three D's and a V.
2: Oh, Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ on rubber crushes. <laughs> Why do these things keep having to be pointed out to me? And I'm the English major. I should know that. So
1: and I look out for it more because I'm one of the D's.
2: Well, I'm usually one of the, I'm all about the alliteration and everything. Court had to point that out to me on the last episode. Um, actually the last one of VD clinic that we recorded with court from cinema. I op. He, uh, it was like, wait, you have all the D's up there and all the alliteration. And I'm like, why am I not? Usually I sign an email in a whole illiterate (laughs) manner. I mean, just, I've been slacking lately. What the fuck is wrong with me?
1: You're in the middle of the forest. You can't see. Uh,
2: Something, or the upside down. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Stranger Things lately. (laughs) Who knows?
1: But anyway, Canadian bacon.
2: So do you think we covered enough about the movie so that people who listen to this episode are not like, what the fuck did I just listen to?
1: I mean, if you've never seen Canadian bacon, I think you would have had a a pretty good show that you just heard. And if you have seen Canadian bacon, it's even better. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good December movie.
2: It's baby. It's cold outside without, <laughs> <laughs> without the potential rapiness of that song.
3: How about yeah, that? There
2: we go. <laughs> no, song. you you asked me to join you for to for this commentary, and I'm not a very I'm not a Christmassy person. <laughs> I worked one season of retail in a mall, right across from the Disney Store, and um, <sighs> I was never a fan of Christmas songs. And after that. Christmas music makes me violent. There's not much that does make me violent, but that is one of those things that Nazis, not quite on the same level. I have to clarify that. Christmas
1: Nazis singing Christmas songs. Oh
2: shit. Like a Nazi
1: singing. "O Tannenbaum. Just,
2: Oh Jesus Christ. (laughs) Nazis singing. "O Tannenbaum or any Christmas music. That would be the worst to me. You have hit upon (laughs) it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: No problem okay finding the problem is the first step
2: this is a fun movie i mean it really is and it's a yes like we said there are a few things that are a little dated just because you're like okay post 9-11 that can't happen that can't happen but there's a lot there's a lot there i mean really is and you've got a good cast of actors of that person was in that that person was in that that person was in that you know so um, I'm glad you had me on for this. It was a good movie. And um, I think we said a few fun, interesting things in there. Yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a bunch of
2: shit, that's fine, but okay.
1: <laughs> we did the best with what we had. I had a good time. You had a good time. Hopefully that I did. Thank you.
2: Thank you again for having me on. I'm glad I could uh, fill in at the last minute.
1: It's always good to be able to count on a friend and Canada is our friend, and oh,
2: Canada, <laughs> yeah. our home and native land, right? Yeah, through
1: patriot love, uh, and then I, 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 forget it there, but it's still uh, yeah, already, it's already better than yeah. ours. Yeah, less warlike.
2: That a, that's a huge thing. You have to have a national anthem that you can actually sing. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Get on the ball, America. I know. So we'll uh, we'll see you in January with, uh, there'll probably be a special episode or two to celebrate our first year. Again, if you'd like to send an email or any audio clips to psychosemanticast at gmail.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-O-S-E-M-A-N-T-I-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. It's just one year, so it's not a really big deal, but... Figured I'd put it out now. <laughs> um.
2: And you said you haven't had any mail to the the hate mail yeah, email?
1: Hate mail at psychosemanticpress.com. That is the other one.
2: Hmm. I might hmm. have to find, figure something out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get me on some weird mailing list. All a bunch of <laughs> milk-drinking Nazis sending me their Instagram photos. <laughs> um. No, it's milk. Um. But anyway, uh, that there might be a state of the podcast address. I know that's the state of the union's coming up. I'm trying not to keep the same schedule as Congress. But anyway, uh, blah blah blah. blah. Edit, edit, edit. We'll have something more planned out for next year. Happy holidays, all. See you in 2018. I fucking hope. Bye. Bye. My fucking cat. My cat's on my record player.
4: The major Or Jackpot.